This is Joe Cole, and you're listening to the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode. That's right, the London is Blue podcast. Hopefully, your favorite Chelsea podcast and the podcast that you're voting for in the Football Content Awards. We are one of the finalists, the only finalists amongst Chelsea podcasts on the list, Nick. And look, the people, as we get into talking about Brighton, couldn't do much more to give you a better birthday gift beyond the Chelsea win than leaving a comment on the Instagram post or voting in the Football Content Awards for us to win against an Arsenal podcast, Liverpool podcast. Like, we just can't... Look, they're winning Ugh. on the pitch. We we can't have that. No. I Look, if you could so kindly, um, you know, for my birthday, a free thing that you can do, just free. take 30, 30 seconds out of your day to go com- make comments on... But I mean, let's... Let's get him. Let's be so dominant in the comments that no one else wants to even play. Like that's that's what I want. And then go over to the website, submit a little form. You only have to submit us. There's a bunch of fields. You can only submit us. Bam. Then you're done. Uh, it would be awesome. Like we we've come close to winning this damn thing before. I want to win it this year. I want to win it. Uh, we might we might send a representative. Uh, we're trying to figure that out to the to the Anfield show that's that's happening uh, in Liverpool. That's, I think, November or something like that. Like, let's fucking win this thing. Come on, well, could, guys. Rally. Could be the biggest dub that Chelsea registered this entire season. So the whole let's month get of November, maybe. <laughs> but we will talk about a major Chelsea win today against Brighton in the League Cup. That's right. The Seagulls' wings were clipped by Nico. He's not sorry, Miss Jackson. And cool Cole Palmer combo together made it happen was the difference on the day but nick it wouldn't be a birthday podcast for you if i didn't hand over the reins with no brandon busby here and let you walk us through some delicious three-word match reviews you know guys this is sort of commitment that i give you that even on my birthday i am here present um you know ready for for more chelsea talk uh and you know what, uh, Mr. Brandon Busby is going to have to tap in for me at some point in the future. Um, so have some of that, Brandon, while you're listening to this podcast. Uh, look, love three-word match reviews. I'm sipping a little bourbon. It's a birthday celebration. Danger with Take That Dominoes. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, the Five Takes on Five Stripes with the Pizza Hut UK doing the same thing or Domino's Pizza UK doing the same thing, and then they do the reset the clock. So, you know what? Bam, we scored goals. Uh, Andrew McDougal, one of the Porto Five. Flock off seagulls. Get it? Uh, Rob, our journalism RP with Levi picked correctly. I'm sure we will talk about that this evening. Pablo P with Carabao Cup. <laughs> Cafarea. We're, okay. There's going to be a lot of things talked about with Kukurea. I think calling him Cafu, per- perhaps a little, a little egregious. Uh, Silva lining, which I like a lot. Nice, nice name. Uh, Calmer with Palmer. Mm-hmm. I like. Uh, Sachet with lemons started working. <laughs> uh, fresh lemony scent could be another one. There's one. Uh, Def Juck's daddy, friend of the pod with winner, winner, seagull dinner. We're all eating well tonight. Uh, and then McGleezy. Thank you, man, for Laney birthday win. Appreciate you. Well, Nick, I didn't capture all of them, but there were a lot of people living, leaving wonderful three-word match reviews for you. Tana, others, list with the happy birthday, Nick, things of that nature. There was a lot of love out there for you. I went 
and you're going to get this one because I know you're a amateur horticulturist. In of course, and you know me. you've got the greenest of thumbs. Brighten early bloom because you know what happens once you bloom too early, you are susceptible to damage. And that's what <laughs> happened to Deserby's side. Uh, what was yours? Uh, this is the uh, good birthday blues. Uh, I was prepared for not some good birthday blues, some some horrible birthday blues, but the bad news, folks, is my birthday only comes around once a year, so we need some other magic involved with the team <laughs> to step up the wins now. So if anyone could think of something, if we're celebrating National Hot Dog Day, maybe we play on that day, that'd be great, whatever. All right, well, uh, that, that, that one, we'll have to bun that one off for the future. Uh, look, we just want to say thanks to everybody who supports us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, with five-star reviews. You can do that. It's a free way to support the podcast, in addition to you know giving us a vote in the Football Content Awards. Uh, look, we're also on the march to 30,000 subscribers on YouTube. A lot of you watching YouTube aren't even subscribed, and so like that's Come just on. mistake number one that you can correct. You can get notified when we drop new videos on there. You can see Nick sipping a bourbon. You don't even just have to listen to it. You can see it uh. happen with the stash in all its glory and ultimately it helps support us as the tiny little independent organization as we punch upward against the espns the cbs's nbc's and others of the world but uh look you can go back and check out some of the older podcasts that we've done we had an academy update we dropped actually today they the match with phil we did a blue royalty season preview and then we also are going to be dropping ahead of the weekend a preview of the full match with sam that's right sam and i will be back with another match preview but we're getting into this one it was brighton wednesday september 27th the day of verlaney's birth it was in the carabao cup at sanford bridge chelsea won those brighton bastards zero and it was nico jackson the 50 minute with a very very sexy assist from cole palmer we're gonna roll some fist sand highlights it's been a while and as long as they're there we're rolling them so let's jump to that Chelsea welcome Brighton and Hove Albion to Stamford Bridge in the third round of this season's Carabao Cup. Oh, a lovely footwork from Jackson. Managed to find Cole Palmer as well. He's turned back in field. Oh, he's threaded a beautiful ball through for Martson as well. And Martson off Van Hacker and it'll spin away for a throw, but promise for Chelsea in the opening minutes in a Pasado, bit of space for Martson here. Nice ball for Palmer. Can he find room for a shot? He's fed it through for Jackson! And Chelsea lead! A goal for Nicholas Jackson. A goal that brings a huge sense of relief around Stamford Bridge. How Chelsea have needed that. Nicholas Jackson makes it Chelsea 1, Brighton and Hove Albion 0. A most welcome goal. It's a brilliant goal as well. Wonderfully crafted by Chelsea. And he gets the finish that it deserves on this occasion. And boy, did he need that goal as well. You can see the relief. This is a really nice move. Martin moves on. I thought Cole Palmer was going to shoot first time. And then the nutmeg with the pass. It's absolutely beautiful. It's a wonderfully crafted goal. Well dispatched by Jackson. Good pass from Kukurev to Caicedo. Palmer couldn't take it. Jackson can. Nicholas Jackson! Flags up. It's not going to count. It's going to be worth another look. Jackson thought he had his second of the night. He still thinks he's got it. He's going to be disappointed when he turns around. There's the final whistle. A most welcome win for Maurizio Pochettino and Chelsea. The goal from Nicholas Jackson. Enough to see the Blues through to round four. 
a much improved performance all round. Palmer's brilliance allowed Jackson to get the goal. Chelsea will be in the hat for the draw, which will be made momentarily. Sam, without wishing to put too much stock into one result, this feels like it could be an evening we reflect on as being one of some importance come the end of the season. Yeah, I think, you know, multifaceted, I think, individually, some of the performances that we've seen, players that have had really difficult times last season and this so far have really come of age tonight, in essence, under Maurizio Pochettino. And then the collective as well, just the confidence of getting back on the winning trail. Only that Luton victory to talk of so far this season. And against a, a much better outfit, as you said, some really good players, either off the bench or from the off for Brighton tonight. So I thought, especially in the second half, grit and quality, loads to take into the Fulham game. Yeah, it's a short trip across the Thames next up for the Blues on Monday night, but they can look forward to the draw for round four. Oh boy, things feel better if you're of blue blood tonight. Full-time score, Chelsea 1, Brighton and Hove Albion 0. All right, Nick, so lineup time. Oh, <laughs> was there uh, an uproar when the lineups were announced on, admittedly, uh, the graphic was a little tough to read, it's, uh, you know, neither here nor there. But, uh, yeah, three left backs in the lineup, Dan, just as we all suspected. I think everyone got that correct. Uh, we had um, uh, he's returned to Robert Sanchez uh, oh, in, in goal. <laughs> We're going to call him Robert. Performance, uh, I think, will generate whether it's a Bob, big game Bob or Robert. And so it was a Robert today. Mark Kukurea, as everyone predicted, playing right back. Um Notably, not Cafu, uh, for, for those in the three-word match review. Uh, Axel DiSassi and Levi Colwell playing center-back pairing. No, wow. no Tiago Sova being rested. Ben Chilwell. It turns out, Dan, that he's an, a left-back. Um, and he Shocking. actually played as a left-back today, which I thought was fascinating. Wild. A midfield pairing of Big Les, Leslie Ugochukwu, and Moises Caicedo. And then a dynamic attacking four of Mikhailo Mudrik, Cole Palmer, Palmer with Palmer, Ian Matson getting a, getting a run out. I love it. And Nicholas Jackson, the, uh, the match winner substitutes of Raheem Sterling on in the 68th minute. Enzo Fernandez on in the 75th minute, Connor Gallagher on 75th minute and more minutes for Broya, Armando Broya in, in the 87th minute, unused subs of Georgie Petrovic, uh, Alfie Gilchrist, Josh Brooking, Alex Matos, and David Washington. El Presidente still not getting some time, but is uh, it's, playing. It's o Presidente. Remember, O, o Presidente. O apostrophe. Pres yep, got it. Uh, and look, Dan, the stats all over the place. It was a weird game. I don't know what to make of this, but I shall pass the baton back to you for stats. Look, as we know, possession doesn't win football games. And so 39% of the possession to Chelsea didn't matter on the day. We had nine shots to their 13, four on target to their two, one off target to their seven, four block shots apiece. We had five corner kicks to their eight. We had five offsides, a few in there that maybe were a little questionable to their two. And look, the, the odd one, which I'm sure we will get into at some point as we just add new names to the list of referees who are not fit to officiate a match. 16 fouls and two yellow cards for Brighton with six fouls and one yellow card for Chelsea. 
15 free kicks to their six, 26 throw-ins to their 25, 10 goal kicks to their four, two big chances, one missed, which means one made, um, to their one with one missed. And yeah, I mean, that kind of gives you an example of what happened. And then we had Sam, CFC Central, dropping the one random stat this time. It was the first win against any opposition in the top half of their league in any competition since the win versus Dortmund which we were there for, on the 8th of March, 204 days ago. First win versus an English side in the top half in any competition since Villa on the 16th of October last year, 347 days ago, and Sam did qualify that it's only first divisions of any country because someone is bound to point out that Wimbledon were in the top half of League 2 <laughs> when you played them. Of course. Uh, how could we forget that excellent game? Uh, look, again, weird game. You know, Chelsea and Brighton, two of the higher possession teams in the Premier League. Obviously, this is the League Cup. Obviously, there was a lot of rotation between both teams. You know, what we would call their strongest squads here. Uh, it was a it was a fascinating duel. And, you know, these two teams have uh, gone through it, did a little bit in preseason, did a little bit here in the League Cup. And uh, we have two Premier League matches coming up. I'm sure we'll be matched in the FA Cup, too, because that's a completely unbiased draw. And, uh, you know, here we go, Dan. This is... Uh, right into the to the lovely MV, we're calling it MV pet, and pet shithouse moment of the match. Uh, Reese James, can we talk about, he didn't play today. Did, wait, wait, he wasn't on the pitch. How can he get the shithouse moment of the match? I need you to explain this for the listener. It's technically the shithouse moment of last match, <laughs> but, oh. but, uh, but uh, you know. There's a lag get, time. We, we get from the, from the FA, uh, regulation and discipline update. Just as you want to see, this is getting called in the principal's office in uh, in Twitter form. Reese James has been charged with a breach of FA Rule E3 following Chelsea's Premier League game against Aston Villa on Sunday, twenty uh, fourth September. It's alleged that the defender used improper and or insulting and or abusive and or be abusive words and or behavior. It's a lot to read in a row there. Towards a match official in the tunnel after the game, <laughs> Reese James has until Friday, the 29th of September, to provide a response to this charge. Um, Reese may not be playing, Dan, uh, but I think it's safe to say that the uh, lack of standards of the refereeing corps in England has upset him. Well, I don't think he was the only one upset because I think a, a candidate for this as well would have been Mauricio Pochettino receiving a yellow card for dissent after Broya was adjudicated to be offside in our own, own half, half. <laughs> which is just absolutely wild. And look, you know, there was no VAR. There was a lot of weird calls. There was some very uneven, uh, heavily uneven officiating in this. But you know what? We won. So it doesn't hurt as much. And we're not going to dwell on that because there are positive performances to praise. So we're just going to take a real quick ad break. And when we're back, it's going to talk about how we feel to see the win and a little bit about Cole Palmer on the rise. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you missing out on your favorite show because it's not available in your region? Trying to keep your private time private? Well, let me introduce NordVPN. If you're bored of U.S. streaming services, why not take it for a spin in the U.K.? Using NordVPN and at the click of a button, you can do just that. No need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN brings it right to you. With 5,000 plus server options, no show is out of your reach. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash London is blue. You know, like the name of the podcast. 
to get a huge discount off of your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. We all love to binge, but privacy is a big deal too. NordVPN keeps your information encrypted so you never have to worry about your IP or location getting out. Threat protection, they've also doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Don't forget, there is literally no risk to you with their 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try, and if you like it, great. If you don't, they'll send you a refund, and you can pretend the entire situation never happened, just like Chelsea's 2022-2023 season. Check out my link at nordvpn.com forward slash londonisblue to get your subscription started today. nordvpn.com forward slash londonisblue. Okay, Nick, so I think we kind of covered off on how the birthday win felt, but I think in general from the team and from the supporters who were at the ground, it felt like this, as we talked about, it did feel like a must-win game from a writing the ship as it relates to just the the vibes at the club. Yeah. You know, we talk about the intangible elements. This isn't going to show up on an XG chart. Or it's not a stat that we read before, but we knew heading into this match that Mauricio Pochettino, that the players needed to show up and show out for the supporters. And we could hear it in the way the chants were being heard and kind of piped through the audio. And we were also hearing it as we talked to people who were at the ground, uh, Ali, others who were talking about like Kukurea's name was being sung, the applause for Mudrik at the end, the way that, you know, Cole Palmer got a standing ovation, like the, the vibes from this result and the way the team fought throughout, uh, particularly as it got into the second half was really, really good. Oh, yeah. I mean, tons of storylines here, right? I mean, this is Chelsea struggling at the beginning of the season. This is Brighton on a rise over the last three seasons, really. Uh, These two teams have uh, not so much history, uh, but a lot of shared uh, players and interest in cash over the last handful of years. Um, And two managers who are pretty fiery. Right. Um, I don't think it was any surprise that you saw this game be so foul heavy. I don't think it was any surprise that you saw this game played at a very, very high tempo for a League Cup match. Like, if you remember the tempo that we played against Wimbledon, it was very lethargic. It was, you know, it was a whole. These guys came out flying today. And I would say for a large part of the first half and less so in the second half, Chelsea were up against it. Um, Brighton were playing much better. Brighton were pressing the absolute hell out of us. We struggled to make adjustments in-game in the first half. And I think what Chelsea fans were looking for, fuck it, what I was looking for out of this game was an adjustment and fight, right? I We couldn't lose to these fuckers again after last year. We, we have to beat this team, like, in... In the hierarchy of football, Chelsea needs to beat Brighton 10 out of 10 times, right? So when I when I looked at this game, one, I had some skin in the game because I predicted we would win this competition. <laughs> so so look, I was a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie about that. But um, but you know, I, I look at I looked at this game as like one, it's an it's an opponent that you know neither team wanted to lose this game, 
right? And because of all the stakes and everything I just mentioned, all the context. And two, Chelsea had way more pressure. It's at home, a place that we've struggled this year. The fans are rightfully upset about the performances on the pitch. The atmosphere could have been chaotic. It could have been bad, but the atmosphere is actually really good. Um, and I think there's this, the sense that I got throughout the second half in particular, Dan, was that there was a real will to this team to not let in a goal, to not make a stupid mistake, and to push on the front foot and get, you know, easily our best chances of the game came in the later second half, right? So this is all, I think, a very good thing for a young team to go through who, you know, we know just need, we need them to get some momentum. We need them to start believing in each other. And I think they did in the second half today. Yeah, the first half was disorganized. It was chaotic yeah. to the point that you made. We weren't finding any rhythm. We particularly when you make changes of this nature, I mean, Kukurea, who hadn't played in almost a month's time. So hadn't played since the first round that we were involved in this competition off the bench into right back. You have some crazy changes as it relates to you know, Palmer getting a first start. So like that's something that you have to kind of adapt to Imatsum playing an attack on the right hand side, Ugochukwu getting an opportunity as well. So like those those components make the side, particularly as Disasi and Colwell were actually a center back pairing instead of the last game where it was Silva and Colwell as a center back pairing with DeSauce as a right back. Like th these were just again more changes against a side that while had some rotation still used a fair number of first choice players that Deserby would continue to use. You know, obviously uh Steele wasn't in goals, so like that was a that was kind of a change for them. No Ferguson, right? So Drow Pedro was up top. Yeah, you know, but this was also, I think, a big game of the fact that we've paid Brighton a ton of money. They feel like they kind of hoodwink us whenever they feel like it. We haven't seen Caicedo kind of jump up. They've been flying in the Premier League while they're selling off, making record profits. They're in Europe. Like, they have a lot, rightfully, to point at us and be like, yeah, you know, older brother, like, you had your time, you had your fun, and now it's time to get out of the way because the new cool kid in town is going to be able to rally ahead because we've got all the swagger in the world and particularly in that second half it was the we're gonna shut you up like in particular one of the more impressive performances again i don't think his whole game was good because i think his first half was super chaotic but leslie ugochukwu in particular the way he carried that card and maybe was he was very, very fortunate, fortunate. He very, was fortunate very fortunate bar was not in this game he was uh to not be a red card, a double yellow red card send-off, really found some rhythm and really was able to compose himself. And I think that was just, that like to me was the example of like how the entire team chilled heading into the second half and really kind of found some some rhythm. Yeah, I mean, I was shocked he came out at after halftime. I, I felt like yeah. you're really pressing your luck. Um, probably should have been sent off. I, you know, I think we're being honest about that. Um it was definitely a second yellow offense. There, there could be no doubt about it. He didn't get any of the ball and he got all the man. Um, so it was, it was tough, but you know, like you said, he wore it well. I mean, it was, and he, and he wore it in a chaotic physical game, right? This wasn't a game where Chelsea were just kind of passing around the park, very lackadaisical. This was a battle. This was 
in the trenches, every player is falling down. Every player is claiming everything's a foul. Uh, you know, there were some really crunching tackles, right? And, it, you know, I think he, I'm telling you, man, I think he is given everyone pause as to who the third midfielder option is uh, or fourth midfielder option, obviously kind of past Connor. And, you know, again, young player, he's 19, right? In a big moment, a lot on the line, a lot of fan sentiment on the line. It was this more more of that than anything. And he showed out in the, in the second half. I mean, some really critical passes out of pressure, uh, some really critical physical play with the ball, without the ball, uh, interceptions. Like, th- these are the sorts of things that you'd want from an enforcer type of midfielder. And, you know, I think he and Caicedo, once they figured out their dynamic a little bit, which took the entire first half, um, admittedly, uh, were really good together. Yeah. I think another person I want to talk about is Cole Palmer, right? First starts as a Chelsea player. The way that he served as the connective tissue, you know, he had all the neurons that just needed the connection between them to make the magic happen. He was really fun to watch. The way that he controlled the ball, the deaf little touches, the ability to make some momentum forward. You know, he had a shot, he had two shots. They weren't necessarily the the best shots ever, but I think in general, 41 touches, 23 out of 25 passes completed, three duels won, three fouls won. Surprising that they actually awarded some of those fouls. Uh, two shots in total, the one assist. Like, to me, it's not just the way that he individually was performing, but like we saw in preseason with Nkunku, like having someone who can play behind the striker, who can be the connection between the midfield and attack, particularly with the combination of Mudrik on the left and Iamats on the right, that gave us outlets to really keep things flowing and made us more threatening. Like even though it didn't necessarily pan out very early in the first half, you could see heading into that second half in particular, like the the chemistry was developing and like Palmer being out there was great for him. It's also great for Nico too. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, he has to start in a number 10 now, like what we saw today from a link up play perspective, from a forward passing perspective, from an ability to break press. Like he was phenomenal against the press, the little touches, the little body feints, everything. Like he was dropping deep to get the ball. He was advancing it up the field. He was making the critical final pass. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. It was not perfect. But he has a ton of class to his game. I mean, it is little feints, little things. Someone tweeted me, this is what we thought we were getting with Havertz. And I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> that's that's bold. Okay. That, but, you know, at the same point, you nutmeg assist. That's a pretty goddamn classy thing to do, uh, especially with a striker who isn't necessarily putting the ball in the back of the net all the time. And so, yeah, 100%, uh, I think he was my man of the match going away. Um, a lot of other people were giving it to a lot of other players. I think Cole Palmer is my man of the match. He he was the only guy who's shown for me in the first half, which is yeah. kind of the difference maker. Yeah, I, I don't know if I... 
I still walk away feeling like it, the the best thing or the nicest thing I could say about the first half, it, it was it was not good. So I don't know if I'm going to give a ton of credit right away, but I, I do think he was the performer, like the standout performer on the day. Uh, again, standing ovation coming off the pitch was great. I, I do think the the other benefit really is we know Nico Jackson not available due to card accumulation against Fulham on Monday. So he gets an opportunity to play and start in this match. And the way he continued to persevere, the man should have two goals. The man was robbed of a goal. Robbed. Robbed. Absolutely robbed. Great celebration to go to the fans too, to get involved. Phenomenal. Completely, absolutely incorrect ruling. And ultimately just a, what you needed from him you needed the opportunity for him. Like, yes, it's the, the league cup, but it's against a premier league opposition. And so like, that's the, I, I think you have to shade it a little differently. If we were playing like Blackburn on the day or someone else, like who will be playing next, like you could, you could grade it differently and be like, Oh, well, of course he scored. Like it's, you know, like a little bit of a weaker competition. This is a premier league team that is in Europe. That is in the top four or five in the table. Like this is, was a good second half performance from him and is showing progress in his game oh 100 like uh, this was a premier league match like make no mistake about it it was in the league cup but it was not played like a league cup match right so i agree with you i think this this is graded a little bit differently Her, he was horrific in the first half just be very honest about it he was very bad someone said it was like he had trampolines in his shoes with the touches they were bad but I think Naz made the point at the end of the game, and, and you know I, I, I'm always intrigued to see how close or how far away from his perspective I am when I watch. Uh, he was like, you know, when he came off, the whole stadium was right behind him, you know, supporting him. He obviously got that wrist injury early and was kind of fighting that too. Uh, someone tweeting that now that he has the wrist wrap, he can assume, assume the powers of Luis Suarez, um, <laughs> which I was like, you know... Uh, Bar the biting, uh, you know, I'd love a goal scorer like that in the team. Um, but, you know, this this was a guy who really fought through it, right? Who fought through some really difficult moments. Should have absolutely had two goals. Just unbelievably poor refereeing. And got something good. And I did note, Dan, the celebration. There you go. Was fascinating. It was fascinating because he does the Drogba slide over to the corner goes points at the badge, the Chelsea FC and USA account do the W on the badge, which is a phenomenal little gift click in. And then every one of the players went over to him and were like ginning him up. I think Axel D actually punched him in the chest. <laughs> like I think he actually like hit, like squared him up and hit him in the chest. And I think they're just trying to like build this guy up because again, we know he's streaky, but if he goes streaky the other way, we're winning some fucking games, which is, great because the defense ain't the problem right so crazy that goals win games it's just the oddest thing in the whole wide world um we've yeah, been doing this for a long time and we, we haven't figured that out until just recently you know uh, chelsea need to figure it out too on a regular basis uh, nico good performance overall better in the second half we have a few more things we want to touch on we want to get to talking about kafu kafu Rea. like i don't know no. we're, like <laughs> No, no, no. We're not, we're not doing Cuc it. We're not. We're, we're going to do Kukure is just fine with me. Thank you. Perfect. We'll talk about Mudrik and his game. And then we'll also talk a little bit about, about Robert. We're, we're not going to talk about Bob. We're going to talk about Robert. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> 
Okay, so part two. Uh, look, Kukurea, where was that? Where did that come from? What multiverse did he pop out of? Look, I know Loki season two, Nick. You're excited for it. We're oh, about yeah. to see that drop. Uh, which which variant is he? Because I was not, I did not come up with the storyline. Like the Writers Guild only broke the stroke the other day, the strike the other day. Like this is the type of thing that they would come up with that he ends up back in a game after a month off as a right back and really does a strong job, particularly like from minute 50 through like 85, 87, where he is just absolutely a terror haunting Matoma, haunting Joao Pedro. I, they are, they are going to be dreaming about him and not in a good way. Yeah. I mean, again, we, we said this multiple times. First half was terrible. He was bad in it. Uh, let's just be candid about that. He, I mean, he was fine. We, we didn't give up any goals, so every defender's fine in that scenario, right? But it was a particularly inspired play in the first half. Second half, however, there was one moment where, and I think this kind of like, so someone says revenge Kukurea is the best Kukurea. And I was like, all right, well, like get, get in revenge. I think the moment that this happened was that Matoma was dancing around with the ball and and played a dummy and like got Kukurea to bite and and the whole Brighton section was right there and we're just jeering him and it was like the switch just flipped like the dude just started going super sane on every movement that that Matoma made I mean there was time there I mean there were a few times where Matoma is you know we know how great of a dribbler he is he wrote a thesis paper on the dribbling and all this bullshit like he's a phenomenal footballer. He is a really good footballer. Yeah. And there were times where his he was getting frustrated because he couldn't pass Kukurea when Kukurea is not even a right back. Like this is a th- that 30 minutes that you called out, I am 100% in agreement. If you if you can get that sort of defensive performance out of Kukurea again on on Sunday, right? Uh, or Monday, sorry. On Monday against Fulham. Uh, this is a really interesting kind of option. There, you know, newspapers today came out and said he's looking to move in January, all this sort of stuff. And what we have not seen out of him consistently is a laser focus on doing his fucking job. He does a lot of other people's jobs. He tries to get all the way up the field. He tries to interchange. He, do this job. Be yeah. be a problem. Be a lockdown corner in the NFL, right? Like, d- I Matoma, if if you can do that to some of the other really great wingers in the Premier League, you can be an elite player, but you have to do it consistently and not just for thirty minutes. There were a couple of challenges that he flew into that oh, were just full absolute blood. insane. It was like <laughs> like NFL blitz style, where like it just absolutely flattened the player. <laughs> like uh, I don't know. I loved it, particularly after seeing some of the performances over the past two, three, four games, this stretch here, where there have been some just passive and passenger-esque yeah. elements. Like, this was very refreshing. And I think, you know, we heard that we were yeah, Kukre's name was being sung by supporters. That wasn't happening at certain points last year. Like, this was relative to the way that he played against Dortmund, which got him that recognition in the Champions League for that that one performance. So, like, this was a really good night for him. It's a really good night just to keep 
any good player like that locked in and focused and like, hey, maybe I still have a pathway here. Maybe I still have an opportunity. There is still an issue for Win Stanley <laughs> and Stewart to solve because there are still too many goddamn left backs at this club. But that is a problem for another day. Pochettino just needs to use who's available. And this was a good use of who's available to get the results he needed. But our fullbacks don't stay healthy. I mean, we were just talking about this before we before we started podcasting. Like, you know, we'll talk about Chilwell next. There's a worry that he's done his hamstring after a, a really decent second half where he was fighting super hard, right? So it's like, now what? Now now you're playing Matson and and Kukurea, the most unlikely fullback duo of of the start of the season against Fulham on Monday. Like, I, th- this is it's crazy and. Part, part of the thing that I'm, I'm just taking away from this whole experience today, again, if the laser focus is there, if the full-blooded challenges are there, if this player decides that he wants to be a bastard-coated bastard with bastard filling, there is a place for him in this team because none of our fullbacks can stay healthy and or not suspended, right? There, there could be matches yeah. there, right? And, and it's not like, especially against a high-tempo opponent like this, this was not a walk in the park. This was you know, probably the best dribbler in the Premier League today and playing out of position, he did really well. So, you know, again, I think there there's something to work on here. It's just going to be a weird combo on Monday. <laughs> Another combo that was developing, I think, through the course of the game is you had Mikhailo Mudrik, who was playing as a left attacker, left wing, and then Joel as a left back. We know that that hasn't always come off. That, that did look to be a better combina- combination in this match. I think the the other thing that was interesting, you know, Levi, who was also playing as the left, you know, the left center back, so he was also trying to play the ball into Mudrik. The only thing I would kind of highlight, and I saw a couple people mention this too, like Mudrik kept on wanting it at his feet instead of wanting it in motion. Like the benefit of Mudrik is in motion, he is absolutely going to put others. Even even Lamptey had a really hard time without fouling aggressively keeping Mudrik locked down. And we know that Lampity has a very good, you know, just general ability to shut people down, like has done a good job against uh, us previously and for us in the academy level. So we knew that that would be potentially a problem. He just needs to be more comfortable getting it in transition, getting onto the ball and making something happen with it. But again, I think just we asked for a run of games. We're seeing the run of games for him now. Poch is giving him an opportunity to build confidence, to build fitness, to build a platform on which he can springboard into the next part of the season here. Um, and, and it looks good. It's still not the finished article, but I mean, at least there are signs where it's like, you know, things are starting to click here. It's not all perfect, but I, what is it at the club right now? Yeah, I mean, look, this is uh, start number three in a row. Right. Yes, that sounds right. Believe. You asked for a run of games. You're getting a run of games. I don't. You know. Again, I think there's been small improvements in each performance uh, in the way that he is starting to connect with his teammates. Again, pass flashed across the middle today that no one could do anything with. Right. Uh, Cole Palmer puts it just wide on a second attempt. It's going to be fascinating to see, you know, what one goal could maybe do for that guy. One assist could maybe do for that guy. Sure. Um, 
Now, Fulham are not Brighton. Uh, Fulham are, are decidedly slower. And it's going to be a much more, I think, cagey sort of match than this. This was like a full tilt sort of game where there was a ton of space in behind, in behind. We didn't have the ball that much. Uh, and, you know, I think when we did get it, it was like, you know, go, 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 go. Uh, and so I, I'm intrigued by it. I'm still not totally convinced. I, I want to see more. And luckily for him, no Chilwell means party uh, on the left wing. Sure. And, you know, we, we're going to be missing a striker on Sunday as well. So I, I think game time is is a coming. Yeah, I don't see a world, and Sam and I, am, or I'm sure we'll get into this in the preview episode, I don't see a world where he, unless some crazy injury happens and just so, knock on anything, um, happens between now and Monday, he's going to start an attack just based upon what Poch is projecting out there. I mean, Matuweke, healthy scratch for this match. Like, that was... That's tough, man. Very unfortunate. But again, like, you know, Poch is going to make the decision. It's, you know, it, it's a win. So you can't be, I think, necessarily overly critical. Um, it is odd, though, when you have uh, several Academy players on the bench um, who most likely would not influence the match potentially in a way that he could. Um, the other one, I think that you rightly mentioned just the concern about Chilwell. We, we don't know what the status of the hamstring injury is, but that is a concern. I'm sure we'll get more information over the next few days. I mean, typically that is a plus one plus two after the scan, after the maybe swelling comes down to understand what level of damage is. Hopefully it's something minor, and we maybe just lose him between now and the international break, and he comes back afterwards. But if it's anything more serious than that, we will start having the questions about does Matson start playing? You know, just Levi have to shift back over, which hopefully is not the answer. Like it, it looked good to see Levi in a center back role with Desaucy with Axel there. I'd really like to see them get another opportunity to start together and start building that partnership because that feels like at least until Batty Ashiel is ready is the grouping and and Batty Ashiel has played right back before he played right back for Monaco at times like it is possible that you could see a back three that had Desaucy like a back four of which three of them are Levi Colwell Axel Desaucy and Benoit Batty Ashiel and that actually gives you a ton of additional height that you would potentially not have on the uh with some of the other configurations we have yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see who's trusted on Sunday um, if Chilwell cannot go. And, it, of course, it does not look like he'll be able to. So, um, yeah, I'm sure the lineup card is going to throw everyone into a stir on Monday. Sorry, not Sunday. Well, I, I don't think he's going to be dropped, but boy, oh, boy, Robert, as you'd like to mention, was playing with fire, had a bunch of passes directly to Brighton players, maybe forgot that the move actually went through this summer and that he was a Chelsea player, not a Brighton player, for moments of the match, just seeing some of those former friendly faces. But the distribution was a little tough. It seemed like the plan was to go long, wasn't connecting long in any capacity, eventually started to go back to our traditional pattern near the very last 15, 20 minutes of the game where we were playing it like directly to players in the back playing out, but not, not the performance outside of this, like a really, really good save. The Bob Demption did happen for about a five minute period <laughs> near the end. Bob Dem, get the fuck out of here, Dan. Uh, look, 
if I if 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 I'm Georgie on the bench, I'm probably training extra hard this week. After that, I mean, like the the issue that you have with the way that that Robert played today is that uh, if Robert feels like a bad word now, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel just it's, like well, it, it's it's when you go to the formal version of somebody yeah. who uses a shorthand name, it it is like. It's when a parent is calling that individual out. Like, I, we caught you doing something wrong. That's a Nicholas, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, the issue with, with Robert's play today, though, was this was a case study on how to pressure Chelsea into stupid mistakes. And if you think that they are the only team that's going to do that the rest of the season that won't allow us to play out of the back with ease or comfort, you're out of your fucking mind. Um, this is... They either need to get much better at that or they need to figure out a long game to go over the press uh, because none of that was happening. Now, these teams, even Brighton, who are who are probably the fittest, one of the fittest teams in, in the whole league, can't press like that forever. Right. And, and so you saw it drop off significantly in the second half. The effectiveness of it anyway dropped off in the second half. But. I mean, there were three or four mistakes that could have been goals in the first half. Passes right to Brighton players, passes out of bounds that we weren't ready for on on defense to to get set again. That was not good enough. Um, and you know, this is a guy who hasn't made, to, you know, until this match any like critical mistakes of note. You know, a lot of the goals were you know were were high xG chances that went in. If he would have gave the ball to Pedro and, and Pedro to scored today that would have been a big old mistake, right? Yeah. So he got bailed out, um, you know, in a lot of different ways, but it has to be a lot, lot better than that. Uh, because if it, it, again, we're, that's just the playbook. Now you want to, you want to beat Chelsea. You want to force some dumb mistakes, press them like crazy. And the goalkeeper will give you the ball. Again, not a perfect game, but it's a win. And Chelsea are through the next round, which in the league cup is all that matters. Look, we won, which means we got to run a day in the match poll. And look, Cole Palmer ran away with it, 60% of the vote. This was shocking, though. Kukurea with 23% over Nico Jackson with 15%. I usually feel like the goal shades it, but the redemption arc, the redemption narrative just maybe struck a chord with people a little bit more in that moment. 2% were other. Uh, I think it was a lot of shouts from Mudrick. I, I think it could have been a couple different people, depending upon your your flavor, the way that you interpret the game. But I think Cole Palmer was the right choice. So uh, credit to you, the the you know, the the voter. The voter 100%. got it right. You, you guys got it 100% right. Cole Palmer, man of the match. Dan of the and match look, as well. And look, as we run through the other results, uh, Everton knocking out Aston Villa 2-1, proving that our Aston Villa loss was just Incredible. dumb. Yep. Uh, Blackburn Rovers 5-2 to Cardiff City with a really resounding result. Bournemouth beating Stoke City 2-0. Arsenal beating Brentford 1-0. Fulham beating Norwich City 2-1. West Ham beating Lincoln City 1-0. Liverpool coming back after Leicester City went up initially and winning 3-1. That would have been very fun to see Leicester advance, particularly with uh, Mr. Cassidy there potentially having been an opportunity to get into the next round. And shock of the tournament might be that Manchester City, the darlings of the Carabao Cup, out of here, thanks to Newcastle United 1-0. Um, 
I don't know. Feels like a, a good day of results. Yeah, it does. I mean, there, there's still some heavy hitters in here, right? Liverpool, yeah. Arsenal, uh, and you know, I'd I'd even throw Newcastle into that grouping, but no city means it's open. <laughs> like there, there's an opening for everybody if there's no city in there. Uh, so really interesting result for Newcastle who struggled to start the season. They've really turned it on as of late. Uh, and guess what, Dan, the, the Carabao cup gods uh, did not harm us today. They smiled upon us even. No, they gave they did us a solid, which means the next the next round is going to be worse after this. So just 100%. enjoy that fact. We get to play Blackburn Rovers in the next round, and there are a couple of Premier League specific matchups: Bournemouth, Liverpool, Manchester, the the Battle of the Uniteds, Manchester versus Newcastle, West Ham United versus Arsenal, Everton versus Burnley, and then you had Ipswich Town versus Fulham, Mansfield Town versus Port Vale. That would have been a fun. Either of those would have been fun options for us to play too. And then Exeter City against Middlesbrough. Uh, again, I think this is good for us. Uh, you know, that you say that though, and then Blackburn Rovers just do an absolutely chaotic type of performance and end up winning. You know, for some reason. So hopefully that doesn't happen. But uh, this is good. This is better than drawing Liverpool. Newcastle, Arsenal, a, a team that we just want to we want to play them the two times this year. Like we, do, we don't want to play any of those teams extra unless it is in the cup final. Yeah, it's it's at home, too. So, you know, again, another another home, home opportunity to to get the record right. Uh, you know, who knows what happens after this? But, you know, Chelsea should absolutely advance um, into the fifth round. And weirder shit's happened. You know, a, a win like this against a team like this can really, really spur a team on for other results. Um, And now we need the team to show up on Monday against Fulham and repeat the performance, repeat the performance, repeat the performance, right? Yes, uh, it's a little bit of Mr. Miyagi, wax on, wax off. It's doing things in repetition to get the form down and make it a second practice of just uh, what, what needs to be done. But that's going to do us for this Nick Verlaney birthday episode, this Chelsea win against Brighton. The good vibes are at least back between now and Monday. Can't guarantee anything beyond that, but hopefully this is just the start of a win streak for Pochettino and the crew but that's gonna do it for us so enjoy yourself friends uh nick any final words on your birthday stay thirsty my friends well there we go that's gonna do it for us so until next time chelsea fans you want to do vote for us in the football content awards links in the description and keep the blue flag flying high